Welcome back to One Shot, One Quill, your premier destination for two guys who talk about Star Wars for about 20 minutes before a given episode. Uh, even though I knew there was a time crunch, we did it anyway. Spencer, can we just continue? Yes, we can just continue. So, like, here's the thing, is I think Obi-Wan, he says, he says last time, or Darth Vader says last time, you were the master and I was but the learner, not apprentice. So maybe it's like he wasn't a good enough Sith. So he was the like on show. So if during the Obi-Wan show, these two crazy cats end up bumping into each other, they have another duel of fates. He's going to be like, he's going to be very tacit and honest about the fact that he was still like taking a few notes no, from him. What, what's going to happen is that Obi-Wan's going to be hiding and trying to avoid Darth Vader. And then Darth yes. Vader is going to be walking on Tatooine with like his nose in a book. It's going to be like, oh, shit, that's Obi-Wan. Uh, do I do I keep studying? I've got a test this week. Uh, I guess Here's I'll go fight him. Here's the thing about Star Wars canon. Um, it, it's so genuinely stupid sometimes. The stuff that is actually canonical about that universe. So just straightforward dumb that like i can't parse the dumb canonical stuff from the dumb fan theories that i hear so i can't remember which one is which in this case but i vividly remember learning that like the whole reason darth vader never finds obi-wan or luke is because he hates tatooine so fucking much he just hates desert so much hates tatooine that he never bothers to check there that or like his force radar is just all staticked up from all the sand that (laughs) makes him angry i don't one shot, one quill. Ben, what is this show about? Uh, this show is a show in which we discuss the most recent trailer for the uh, Disney Plus original series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then maybe, just maybe, we also uh, brainstorm a tabletop RPG one shot by rolling dice based off of suggestions that we either take from listeners or the internet. Well, I think we've covered base one uh, onto base two. I that don't... is 19 premises. Okay. Um Let's see. This one says an old guy who was a Jedi is Hang on. on. <laughs> you roll numbers and I I look at the list. Uh, that's a nine. A nine. The characters must chase escaping bandits through the countryside slash are chased by bandits through the countryside. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I'm so thinking they- that sounds a bit like what we know thus far of the plot of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I would have to agree, because when I saw bandits, my mind went straight to Tusken Raiders, those Tucson Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we have a uh, hundred items then to supplement this space wizard raider chase. I always forget 75. The thing I use to roll dice, because, I mean, getting the actual dice out is so much work, um... The thing I use to roll dice does have a function where I can roll two at a time, but that's also not as suspenseful. Exactly. Yeah, no, we're kind of doing like the old school roll to roll to attack and then roll damage. It's more mm-hmm. efficient. It's more efficient the latter way. But Ben, Boots of the Aristocrat is our first item. When you click them together, your clothes become clean, your skin becomes perfumed, and your hair is styled. This is a full body prestidigitation, I guess. <laughs> I know some people that could use that, am I right? 
<laughs> you are so right. So I feel like this is our Jedi mind trick thing where like you're going to become more charismatic with it. That seems uh, pretty straightforward. See, I was thinking that the Jedi would like jump through a portal and end up in a Star Wars convention. And he has to go around giving these boots to every single person in the Star Wars convention. Desperately needs them. Who desperately need them? Mm -hmm. What's another item that we could we could tack on here? Uh, A sixty-five. A sixty-five. The indelible pen can write on anything. Writing is permanent. Works one (laughs) d six times. Sorry, I just like writing is permanent. Yeah, just because just because it does it's not the writing is permanent. It's written as writing is permanent, which seems more like a statement about how you can't take back things you've written. It reads like a weird alpha male meme, but for like a writer's forums, women are temporary. Writing is permanent. Look, the thing women don't get is that when they're honing their bodies, writing is permanent. (laughs) This is all just tailor made for the Star Wars fan base. I think we're, we're, we found our our niche today. All right, um, indelible pen, uh, the boots of the aristocrat, and we've got a bandit chase. Which, uh, if I if I'm not mistaken, is through the countryside. But I think we could nullify countryside in favor of desert. Um, <clears throat> what are some thoughts here? Because like the aristocrats boots and pen both they seem like an us a, a set item right mm-hmm. they seem to belong to like this shakespearean noble figure I, th- I think okay see i was gonna say we could do like a casino scene that really doesn't add okay. to the plot very much but that's what the boots are used for and then <laughs> it's, it, it's known that you have better luck gambling when you smell better <laughs> no, you, gotta, all- you, you gotta look prim and proper because this is where all the people... Otherwise, they don't let you cash out. <laughs> selling weapons go to gamble their... We- I don't remember what the scene... What the fuck that scene was about. And neither does I anyone can't even else. Remember, I can't pin this to any particular movie. That's it's, how vague this memory it's is. It's from Last Jedi. Last Jedi. I see. I see. Completely non-existent in my memory. Can't, nothing there. There's. I bo- That one bounced back. <laughs> All I saw was the thumbnail of five-hour angry video essays. I mean, honestly, at that point, going from episode seven to episode nine, I mean, you're going to wonder why Luke died, but at least it's slightly coherent. (laughs) (sighs) We've not only alienated a a good chunk of the nerd TTRPG community, but I think we've alienated me at this point. Now it's getting to the point where I can't even... Here's the thing. I think... Last Jedi is a good movie, and I uh-huh. don't think it's a great Star Wars film. Uh huh. I could say that about most Star Wars media lately. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, um, <laughs> and the original Star Wars is a bad Star Wars movie, but it's give, a great samurai flick. <laughs> give me this goddamn pen. I gotta write down my thoughts about Episode Eight. Indelible writing. The writing is permanent. Um, cannot be written off this would be great for a graffiti artist i feel like that would really piss off it's just so it's hard to say what that means writing is permanent because like most writing is permanent like i'm pretty sure there's ancient tomes that still have ink on them but the question of whether or not writing is permanent usually has to do with if you if you put something on top of it you can no longer see it Uh, i mean the writing being permanent is usually based off of the uh 
material it's written on, not the thing it's written with, as far as I know. Sure, the material it's written on or written beneath, you know, like dirt, grime, whiteout, a box that you put on top of this piece of writing. You know, it's it's so subjective. I don't know what permanent is going to mean in this scenario. But um, if I was going to ask a dumb question, because then I I was going to ask what happens if you write it on a door and then remove that door? Does it just hang in the air? And then I was like, no, it just does what (laughs) writing would normally do, which is stay on the door. Here's my first dumbass thought. This this you could put this straight on D&D memes because it's contingent on me not understanding the fucking rules of the game. Um, The glyphs. Are glyphs, like, written with, like, is one of the components, like, ink or something like that? Because my first thought is, what if you made a permanent glyph out of this? This one doesn't deteriorate, no wear, no tear. I mean, I think they have to have magic in them. I don't know if the glyph... This is clearly a magical (laughs) pen. You know? Spencer, this implies that the reason that uh, magical glyphs go away is because they work, and then the glyph is like, oh, no, now it it used to be an A, now it's a B... Exactly, it's too brittle. It gets it gets smudged by all the magic being released, and then you can't read it anymore. Glyphs are very delicate. How very does, delicate creatures. How does this permanent pen work? If, like, you write it on stone and then you blast that stone to smithereens. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. Whatever it's written on becomes like invulnerable or some shit. And when they say it. it can be used 1d6 times, is that one contiguous pen stroke? I would assume so. Because I could scribble nonstop over a suit of plate mail at that point, and then I've got indestructible armor, right? I mean, it, if that's how it works, then yes. I think that's up to us, because otherwise, I don't know what the fuck a permanent pen is. <sighs> is that a Sharpie? Is it. T- did we get Sharpie? Sharpies are permanent Is this markers. a Sharpie? God. It's just a Sharpie. In a, in a fantasy universe, we've been handed a Sharpie as a quest I'm, item. I'm stopping this recording. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Me too. I'm I give leaving. up. It's, I know next week's supposed to be our 50th episode, but I'm done with this show. It's over. No, we should stay together for the kids. Uh-huh. They, the fans have come to expect us uh, in, their, in their weekly. And we haven't been, them, been there for them every Tuesday, but... <sighs> All right, pen that fuck it. We're gonna. It's it's the only way to make this story intriguing. Now, this pen does what we've described. Whatever it writes on becomes permanent. Um, like the surface beneath it is indestructible. I think at least the part where the writing is like it's got to be so that the writing is legible. But if it was like plate mail, you could cut the writing off of it and then have the piece of plate mail with the writing on. But that doesn't mean that like the so your thing of scribbling all over the plate mail would work. But you can't write ass on a piece of plate mail and then think that uh, the plate mail's indestructible now. I'm sure some of our engineering listeners who I uh, can only assume exist. Hey, hey, they hey. Could... <laughs> Luke, Luke listens to this sometimes. Oh, Luke, write in. Please email us uh, and, and let us. Do we have an email? Then get us an email. <laughs> email do. us and let us know <laughs> if, if there's like a more strategic way that you could just like you wouldn't have to draw the whole thing over, but you could draw like a nice pattern. You know, like a like some bridge supports or some shit. Just draw the right sequence of lines and all the right weak points. Because then I think, you know, th- this is a much more feasible item. Maybe whatever it writes on, the surface directly beneath the pen stroke becomes adamantine for like a, a, at least oh. a couple inches. And then uh, the 
actual ink itself has like a slow burn acidic effect, so you can never white out over it. It would just eat right through it. <laughs> well, now, <laughs> now I'm thinking the plate mail isn't the way to go here. Make like a boat and just you've got to do it all in one stroke. That's important. But you get a mm-hmm. boat. You go all over the outside of the boat like it's you're lacquering the outside of it. And then yeah. the boat's indestructible. Ye- okay, so I it there's clearly two different kinds of people here because I I had heard make an unbreakable thing and I had thought armor because this is a world of spell and sword and mm-hmm. we fight and you you have posited what what if I had an insinkable boat? Yeah, because boats sink. <laughs> if if I'm in a fantasy world and Fact. I get stabbed, I'm just going to get a healing Ta- spell. Tattoo it on my forehead, boat sink. <laughs> I, you won't boat, catch me arguing with that. Even in a fantasy world, boat sinking is a big deal. So yes, you, it is. you get the boat uh, to be unsinkable. Ben, it's a big deal in the real world. The Lusitania, the Titanic, boats sink. And if we I can mean, stop that from happening. Le- you get a wall draw over the wall the wall can't mm-hmm. be broken that's true could still be climbed over but yeah well point still stands point what, still stands. What this is gonna, a powerful item in anyone's hands spencer what are they gonna do get a ladder maybe a rope <laughs> ridiculous. ridiculous they might invent dynamite uh no well that only worked that, in civilization because the work. wall wasn't invulnerable because the wall wasn't indestructible I mean, I was coming from the mindset that they rocket jumped to over the wall with oh. TNT. That's I thought that's what they were up to. God, what if like that a, was real? What if rocket what if? jumping was real? And you didn't on, have wait to a just minute. you didn't have to just get three people to carry a trampoline in front of you and put it down whenever you start running at something <laughs> real high up. This pen clearly is our our now like legendary item at this point. Uh what about the boots of the aristocrat? Is that just a, um, like, I imagine that's useful if you need to get into some sort of environment that, like, only treats you seriously if you're prim and proper. It, it also could be a helpful way to escape if you find, like, oh, a yeah. party and you're like, ah, I'll tip-tap these boots of the aristocrat and then the bandits are going to have a harder time finding me. Yeah, like you can, because you, you look like a disheveled dirt person before you click your heels. <laughs> you That's your like default a, state. <laughs> you look like a weird, uh, old version of you and McGregor out in the desert, covered in robes and sand. <laughs> but now, instead of piss wizard, you are bliss wizard. You have perfume, scented lotions, your hair is all done. I like it. So we're talking about a countryside bandit chase as per the the premise uh, that that involves a clean getaway through an oasis party, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a oasis bazaar because every good chase involves, you know, rushing through the bazaar and knocking over the fruit stand and all that shit. Um, not enough of them involve a very mm-hmm. fancy party that you have to kind of sneak your way through to, to get away. Did you, did you le- ever play the game Dishonored? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, During, but for audio's sake, assume I haven't. Uh, there's a chapter in which you have to assassinate someone in the middle of a party. And it's like a masquerade ball thing. So, And your character always wears a mask because he's an assassin. Or sometimes just a guy who <laughs> fucks with people's lives. Yeah. If you're going the good route. Um, and during that party, 
when you first get into it, if you go the normal, like intended route and just walk in the front with an invitation, uh, a bunch of the people there are like, wow, that's the same mask as that killer that's roaming the streets. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. What a great replica. Uh, and I, I, I think that that same thing has to happen at this aristocrat party because it doesn't like change your clothes, right? These boots. Right. I don't think so. Let me let me double check. The aristocrats. They like wash boots. you and put uh, you in perfume. Yeah, your clothes become clean. Your skin yeah. becomes perfumed. Yeah. I, I think you click those boots, you walk in, and then a bunch of these rich aristocrats are like, that is a great uh, sewer person outfit. It, it would be like, in the Dishonored scenario, I can't get past this in my head. That's like, it's both like, the real world where every Halloween, whatever the latest show about a psychopath has come out, that's the costume. Like you got fucking a million squid game costumes or whatever of like the the shape faced red suited people. But like if in the Dishonored scenario, that's more akin to if in the real world in uh, fucking San Francisco in the 70s, someone went to a costume party with the fucking Zodiac bag over his head and like a bloody knife. And I was like, oh, brilliant that's that's so good and tasteful see i was gonna say it's like if uh and this happened a month too late unfortunately but it's like in uh 1964 62 uh if you had gone to a uh halloween party with a lee harvey oswald mask on (laughs) it is jfk (laughs) that's how he talked yeah, we're we're twenty minutes into this, and we have yes, we are very little other than no, desert um, desert bandits aristocrat party, and a lot a lot of good Star Wars dialogue. Oh, that's all staying in. There's so much good podcast, but not good one shot. Yeah, right. So, okay, so countryside chase. Uh, they left it like heads or tails. Either you're chasing the bandits, or the bandits are chasing you. Maybe maybe it switches in the middle. It's oh. like a Tom and oh. Jerry. <laughs> Yeah, 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 or like like a Scooby Doo, like they, you know, they're swapping in the hallways. <laughs> I love it. Okay, maybe that happens at the party. It's got to happen at the party where all the doors open and oh. shut. Oh, that's and um, uh, the, the both. I mean, obviously, there's no need for motive. Both factions would want this pen because it's perfect, and that's like mm-hmm. the item that's being run away with. Oh, is, um, okay, that makes sense. And um. Uh, I I think that's it. We just got a, we got a perfect one shot right here. <laughs> and at the end, at the end, there's a duel, and you're like, "Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll draw, I'll draw all over my shirt with this." And then you get shot, and the bandit runs away, thinking he's killed you. But then you're like, <laughs> "It's like that scene in Lord of the Rings. You pull open your shirt, and your undershirt's completely untouched because it was made of mithril, by which I mean drawn on by a magic pen." God, that's perfect. That's so good. We could even have like a setup to that where that we really ramp up the tension by there's there's two identical pens. Okay, this is staying in the podcast. I emailed Roll Twenty support <laughs> ab- uh, ab- about uh, what was it three calendar months ago. Um, to my credit, I put it at medium priority, not mm. high. Asking, hey, you know, I I, I was bought a depreciated version. A deprecated version of a module by mistake. Could I get the right version upgraded? 
Three months later, they're like, yeah, boss, don't worry, we got you covered. <laughs> hope, hope you didn't want to run Lost Minds of Fandelver any, any time in the next 90 days, because it'll take us a second. I thought for a second you were going to say, they, uh, they <laughs> sent you an email three months later to say, no. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Cannot Snooze, you lose. Guess Sorry, what? we'll need you to, s- need Guess you what? to send your tickets more immediately. <laughs> we're rolled 20. And we're losing money at this point, probably. I don't know. Do people still just, use Roll20? I don't know. Oh, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of them do. But I'm seeing a lot more Foundry stuff popping up in my recommended on YouTube. Like, really low view count stuff. People just say, here's how you make maps in Foundry and things like that. And I'm starting yeah. to think, okay, it's, it's gaining traction. I, I think that it's Do we too, as a podcast endorse it at this point? It's do we too say, bad like, we don't know someone who could, you know, get in on the ground floor of Foundry tutorials. Yeah, yeah, it's. Oh Ben, oh what? Ben, I do those. You ben, do, I, you I do, do those. I do VTT tutorials. I should do them for Foundry. That's it. We do know someone. That's cl- you're clever, Ben. You're clever. Anyway, this is a one shot. Open and shut. I don't think we're missing literally anything. <laughs> we need um, a name. We are missing a name. That's the uh, only I, thing we're I, missing. I've I've got it though. It's something you said earlier. Please, uh, piss wizard to bliss wizard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do we how do we feel about workshopping this for just like two ideas? Piss to bliss, a wizard's tale. Uh, I I mean, yeah, that works. You've been listening to One Shot One Quill, a podcast brought to you by two jokesters who said, "Hey, we got to make this one a quick one," and then proceeded to do about like twenty to thirty percent longer than our average episode. Um. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we want to thank uh, people that have rated and reviewed us on iTunes. We want to thank uh, everybody that has donated these premises to us unwittingly via Bacob's blessed blog and Kassoon.com. They didn't know that this was going to be used in One Shot, One Quill. Don't tell them. Um, we'll tell them when it, they're older. Yeah, it's like I don't think it, the climate's not right. By which I mean we dunk on a lot of the vaguer premises a lot. Um, and Ben, I think there's someone else very important that we need to thank. Yeah, with we our need Ouija to board. thank uh, Morgan the Bard with our Ouija board, as he is dead. Uh, but if you want to thank him in your own way, uh, you can go and find our theme song, Alitaverdo Gouliere, on the album Lost in Time. Uh, it's on the internet for free, and you can listen to it and download it and scoop it and boop it and shibbity bop boop ba da ba bow. Uh, Let me the, just move the planchette to goodbye so we don't get haunted. <laughs> the uh, if you want to send, are we even doing this anymore? If you want to send us a suggestion, you can do so on our Twitter, uh, which is at dnd pod. That is at dndpod. No one does that anymore, but if you want to, if you want to get in on the top floor, uh, our 49th of 50 episodes, um, <laughs> you can do that. You would you would be the only Twitter contributor in the first <laughs> year of the show, and that's a title that you can wear proudly. That, that made it sound like we're going to cancel this after 50 episodes, which we're not, but imagine. We're, hang on, I got to clear my calendar. Mm-hmm. Shit, I had... This is uncomfy. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next time.
Spencer, do you want to, we, we mentioned it. Do you want to plug your YouTube channel? Oh yeah. If just look up my name, it's Spencer Faust. It's F as in Frank O U S T. I'm on YouTube. I do VTT tutorials and uh, somewhere in the next couple months, I have a tie in project coming out for Mordekainen's Tome of Foes. That's what we call teasing something way too early. I, you said that it's not even we, Tome of we've, Foes. We've it's yes, it's Monsters of the Multiverse, which we have also used on this show <laughs> because Hang I on. own it. It's over next to me. What, wait a minute, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What episode did we use that for? Uh, it was the one where we had a frog hemoth. I pulled that out of Monsters of the Multiverse. Okay, did we like mention that was explicitly out of Monsters of the Multiverse? I'm not Am sure. I misremembering I that? I think so. Because that's also been around for like a hundred years. My Wait, sweet frog hemoth. Oh, well, yeah, but they they put a bunch of stuff in Monsters of the Multiverse. Courtesy of Expedition is, to the Barrier Peaks, a Gygax original adventure. Monsters of the Multiverse is uh, mostly things that were already extant, which with whatever changes they were adding to, to 5.5e or whatever they're calling it. Uh, I do want to just call you out. I've noticed that you may be the only person to have ever posted a YouTube short. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's what all the kids are into. I've heard that this ticking and talking is is all the rage these days. So I thought, you know, maybe that'll get some clicks. But you, you did. Have you, we ended the podcast yet? 